there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Neil, the rebound. Kevin Alley brings it up. Throws it across. Miller for three. Oh, he backed it in. He backed it in. And the game is tied. We're going to overtime. Over the rebound for his ninth. 18 points, 9 rebounds, 6 oh. assists. Oh, 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 oh what the chicken! Double time! Miles Turner! Yeah! Welcome to the NBA, my friend! Turner sets the screen. Oh, 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 no. oh, oh no. right Don't let him throw it down like that! Victor on the deep phone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Born Ready 2 Pod podcast. Sitting here recording after the Pacers' victory over the Orlando Magic. Uh, they beat the Magic 120 to 109, improved to 3 and 0 in their eight seeding games. Um, so got Hawk and Jake both here on the podcast. So, quick thoughts on that game. We'll go back and talk about some of the other games as well. But, you know, instant reaction to that Magic game. What are your thoughts? I think we've just been playing well this whole time. TJ Warren's unstoppable. I liked what I saw from Miles behind the arc. He still didn't look that great in the paint, I didn't think. Um, Aaron Holiday can't be overlooked. I mean, that guy's played out of his mind. Played well and solid this whole time. Brogdon had the flow of the offense going, and McConnell just gave Markel Fultz the blues all night. So it was a pretty good game. We had some uh, some lapses in the third quarter, but you know we had such a huge lead, it didn't really matter. And can't ask for a better start in the bubble. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll break some of these games down a little more. As far as this game against the Magic, I mean, uh, we're we're going to run into some problems. We're going to run into some problems, obviously, on the defensive rebounding. Um, Brogdon really impressed me today. He didn't have a great shooting shooting game, but he just affected the game in so many different ways. I actually I don't remember him. I don't think he hit a three. Um, but when you got a guy like Holiday that can that can play and just add some tempo, it allows a guy like Brogdon to really sit back and um, let the game come to him. I mean, I'm look, actually I'm looking at stats now, but it looks like Brogdon had eight assists. He was able to be a playmaker. Uh, TJ Warren's been absolutely incredible. And then, uh, you know, T.J. McConnell's the story of the game. I mean, he just kind of – he was a lightning rod, I think. The only shot he missed was an actual layup, I mean, on a fast break. So um, it was just really nice to see the guys kind of come together. The small ball lineup is working, um, and, I'm, I, and I'm wondering if maybe we might see a different mind shift heading into the offseason when we eventually get there because this – I mean, we're just running people out of the gym. We're just playing with tempo and pace. It's fun to watch. Um, and I, I just, I think guys like Justin Holiday and Aaron Holiday, TJ Warren, this fits their style of play so much. And when you can take, uh, you know, C or B players and, you know, make them B and A players, all of a sudden you have, a, you have makings of a really good team. So 
I've been super impressed, obviously, with their three and their start in the bubble. So TJ Warren, you both hit on him. Uh, Thirty-four, or excuse me, thirty-two points tonight against the Magic. Uh, he had thirty-four points against uh, the Wizards ye- uh, yesterday, and then that opening game where he had fifty-three points against the Sixers, leading the Pacers to that win. So I think it's a combined one hundred and nineteen points scored so far. And we had talked about, and other people had mentioned that you know he was kind of built for this environment uh, in the bubble. You know, he's just a scorer, and he goes out there and plays. So. Obviously, we've seen him score at you know a consistent level throughout the season, but it's never been quite as much as what we're seeing right now. So, what do you think? Is this something that you know we should get used to going forward, or do you think he's going to cool off here at some point, and we might see you know uh, he get back to you know that that eighteen point level that we're used to seeing him at? I think without the Montes on the court, like somebody's got to take the shots that he he would demand, and he demanded. 15 to 16 shots a game so i don't see why he can't keep the 30 average going at least i mean he's the best player in the nba right now um and i don't think anyone's even close so if you're telling me he can't score 30 points a game as the best player in the nba i'd call you an idiot i mean the guy is perfect in a half scoring 20 points a half almost every game like scoring more points in two games than TJ Leaf has in his whole entire career. That that was a Twitter stat I absolutely love. For this season, so, actually. I think he can keep it going. Yeah. I, yeah, I actually – so here's why. If you really watch the game – I mean, TJ Warren is a scorer. You know, I, I think Chris hit on it. He hit on it, man, before the first game coming back from the bubble. I can't remember – feel like there was an alcohol alcoholic beverage or two that was had during that time so i can't remember exactly when he said it but we've been pretty much just betting like tj warren over points you know throughout the bubble which has obviously been great but like he's a walking bucket you, you add on the fact that um he he isn't playing in front of a crowd the gyms aren't as spacious like this is like it's basically a ymca game that's really jazzed up you know and he's just really good and when you see the lineups that we're putting on the floor, he has a matchup advantage almost any way you look at it. And if he doesn't have the matchup advantage, somebody else does because you're seeing you're seeing four men happen to guard him. And then what's happening is they switch off. Like, that's what happened. If you remember, right, then Ben Simmons tried to guard him. And then all of a sudden, Vic had a little run in that Philadelphia game. And so there's just, there's just so many different ways that we can handle it when he's the four. And, uh, and I know, you know, bubble ball is different than regular NBA basketball, but like, I really think that you, you're going to have to relook at the way we want to play the way McMillan li- likes to play because TJ, TJ Warren's probably, if he keeps playing like this on a normal NBA season, he'd probably average, you know, mid twenties. I mean, that's that's pretty significant for a guy that was, you know, hitting about 15, 16 points a game in a Suns uniform. So uh, I'm just super impressed. I know Chris was, you know, praising him before the bubble, and I know Chris has to be feeling pretty good about all the stuff he was saying now um, afterwards as well. I mean, we were pretty much calling it – I think Cook actually said a poor man's Kevin Durant before the 50-point game. Like, I got to give Chris props on that. Um, and I hate doing it, but that's what happened. I'll take this time to boast with a uh, ad read here, real quick, from Bet Online once again. I know you Floyd Mayweather fans out there are gonna love this. As sports 
keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. Major League Baseball's in full swing for the time being, and there's no shortage of ways to get on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to be in on. Also, tune in as Floyd Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expensive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. BetOnline, your wagering experts. So, 3-0 here. Uh, game next, they they play the Suns, and then on Saturday, the Pacers will play the Lakers. So I believe the Suns are undefeated in the bubble as well. They beat the Clippers here today. So uh, with those two matchups coming up this week for the Pacers, uh, we'll move a little bit forward here. We might backtrack a little bit too to cover some things that we hadn't hit yet. So what are you looking forward to in those matchups uh, against the Suns and the uh, Lakers here coming up this week? Yeah, you said they're undefeated in the bubble, which is kind of surprising, but, I mean, so are we, and it's the T.J. Warren revenge game. And a lot of what T.J. Warren's done, and that we haven't given him credit yet, but is defensively he's been playing outstanding. And that's how he's getting a lot of easy buckets. You know, he's getting steals, getting wide open, running the court. So this Suns game is going to be paramount. And, you know, I'm looking for another 40-point game from him, to be honest with you. I mean, a revenge game in the bubble, no pressure. The Suns are three and zero, overachieving. The Pacers are three and zero, right where they should be. So that's going to be an all-time epic matchup. And then the Lakers—that'll be our first, I think, massive test. I mean, obviously Philly and Magic are competitive Eastern Conference teams that can beat us. Washington, not so much. But you know, we've we've done what we've had to do so far. Lakers is our first real test. I think they've dropped a game, maybe two. That would be. Did they lose two? I don't know. I don't think they've played three yet. But um, I know, think they, they've lost one game so far. Yeah, they're 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 hungry. They're trying to secure that one seed. I don't know if they've gotten it yet. So it'll come down to that whether a lot of their guys play. So we could be five and zero oh next week. Who knows? Uh, yeah, you know, I think you're going to see T.J. Warren. He's a T.J. Warren revenge game. Uh, free money uh, for everybody out there. Lock of the century. T.J. Warren over whatever. Uh, points FanDuel has is the over-under. That's a lock. They're probably going to have it at 25 and a half, hit the over. Um, we know that DeAndre Ayton's going to eat our shit on the boards. You bet the over on DeAndre Ayton. Uh, you hit your, you're going to hit your Devin Booker over threes if it's probably two and a half, three and a half. And you just you win the money easy. Take the Pacers' money line. We're going to win the game. Sit back and relax. We're going to play up-tempo. This, this is the game I'm looking forward to more so than – uh, the Lakers Lakers game doesn't really mean much to me just because they have you know they have LeBron they have AD like they're they're one of the best teams in the NBA we're playing like one of the best teams in the NBA but this is where I want to see I want to see how good our small ball really is and uh, and if you watched I, I actually I've watched two of the Suns games and they they play small ball as well they want to get up and down the court uh, it's super impressive watching them play and and how much they've actually improved. I've been super impressed. I want to see how we respond to a team that's uh, you know, just as young, uh, probably even a little bit younger, that gets up and down the court and just pushes the tempo. So I think it's I think it's great. I think it's going to be a great opportunity for us to see how good our small ball lineup is because the Suns, I think the Suns are the best team 
uh, that will play that play the way we're trying to play now. And so I want to see how good we really are. Uh, so free bets here, free money. TJ Warren over points. DeAndre Ayton over rebounds. Uh, Booker over on his threes. Pacer money line. I just made somebody probably close to a thousand dollars. And that's it. Cook, what do you think? I know. I think you, you you're a Devin Booker guy, right, Cook? No, I'm not. Oh, I thought you were. You like Devin? Who liked Devin Booker in the chat then? Somebody was just talking about Devin Booker. No. I mean, I don't hate Devin Booker, but I wasn't talking about him in the chat. I don't think he's. It was the gambling chat. Anyway, yeah. um, you know, Booker is the, this t- the type of guy that he kind of has a little Zach Levine. I think I would rather have Booker than Levine, but they've always played on losers, and you don't know who they really are. Like, are they a good two guy on a really good team? Are they a three guy that he's just going to hit open shots? Like, what is he? I think I think I, I want to watch Devin Booker, and I want to see how he rea- reacts to. Victor Oladipo guarding him or TJ Warren guarding him and, and really see how he reacts to it. I think it's going to be a great game. I can't wait to watch it. Aaron Holiday had 12 points tonight against the Magic. Uh, previous two games, he had 15 points and 17 points uh, against the uh, Sixers and the Wizards. So, uh, And also, he's, you know, he's handling the ball a lot more in the small ball lineup. He's only had three turnovers here uh, in these three games. So, uh We've seen him, you know, very inconsistent play throughout the season. You'll get, you know, glimpses of potential here and there from him, and then other days he'll really just throw a dud out there. So uh, I think he's played really well. I think a lot of people agree with that. So what have you guys, you know, seen that you've liked from him? Do you think that, you know, he's kind of finally shaping into what that that player that we're expecting him to be? Um, Do you think he can keep playing like this, you know, for the foreseeable future? Because... I don't think he's a starter, especially at this point in this, you know, in his career. Uh, I think he's a solid, you know, first or second guy off the bench. Um, but he's playing really well with the starters right now, and that's that's really all that matters. Yeah, I think he's benefiting the most from no crowd there. You know, he's he's playing consistent, which has always been the issue with Aaron Holiday. He shows sparks. He can light it up when he gets his opportunities every now and then, and they'll have some lulls. And these first three games, he's been very consistent as a starter. Played really well, you know. Even impressed me on the defensive end. He's gone against guys five or six inches taller than him, and he's still, you know, making plays, getting the turnover, you know, stopping the guy in the post. He's done some impressive things. And there were some game, there were some moments in that Pacers game where we really needed a point, even though we were up double digits. You know, they would go on a 10-0 run or something, and Aaron Holiday would hit a floater in the lane, start off the game with those those two threes before the timeout. So consistency is what I love to see from Holiday. And I really think, you know, we got a – that's probably our best draft pick in, like, the last five years, I would just – I would think. Yeah, I, yeah I, you hit the nail. He's just fearless. He's fearless. He makes plays happen. Um, I really like the way Holiday. I mean, and he doesn't. He's kind of unconscious, and which is good and bad. Like he can miss like five shots in a row, but like that's he's going to like straight up like he's going to like get a bucket in a big moment. Like I, I just have faith in him. Um, early in the season, I wasn't sure he'd have a great game. He'd have a bad game. You know, you couldn't really get him. He's just more consistent now. Like you said, there's no crowds. It's He's a YMCA guy. I don't know. I think I agree with Chris's sentiment that he is not a uh, he's not really a starter in my eyes. Like if we play like this, like I just I look at him and I just say, give him the keys to the car in that second unit for the next five years and just let him go. I mean that's 
really, I know forever ago, that's what they did with Jamal Crawford and guys like that. Like, it was, okay, this guy can get a bucket. He's fearless. He's a little undersized. Uh, you know, not a lot of muscle, but he can just score that. Like, he's Lou Will. Like, he's Lou Will. That's what he is. I mean, that's what I think we have at Holiday. I love him starting. I don't I don't have a problem with it. I don't think in, a, in the course of an 81-game season, or sorry, in, you know, a, a full season, it's an 81, um, that he, he would be a starter. I don't think he could handle it. But uh, I love watching him play, and I think he, he I think he's somebody we obviously could build around as a piece on a championship team. So uh, also tonight here, this is, you know, regarding the Pacers, and I know seeding really doesn't matter. It's just kind of more about bragging rights at this point and wanting to have a better record than a team. Um, the Heat, who, you know, are notorious rivals of ours, uh, you know, just from the past and then also from this season with, you know, Jimmy Butler pulling his shenanigans uh, at Indy a few months ago. Uh, so the Celtics did us no favors tonight. They uh, lost to the Heat, um, and the Heat didn't have Jimmy Butler. So uh, that was kind of shock there. They kind of, I know it was a close game, but pretty much just, you know, easily beat them without, you know, their best player there. But so they're a game ahead of the Pacers now in the standings. Um, the Pacers actually play uh, the Heat twice next week, next Monday, and then next Friday. So those are you know two big games on the schedule. The rematch between T.J. Warren there and and Jimmy Butler. So you know ever since Butler you know said that thing back in the past that he's not on his you know T.J. Warren's not on his level. He's not you know near the player that he is. Yada yada yada. The curse words and everything. Uh, do you think he's, you know, maybe shaking in his boots a little bit, you know, maybe wanting to backtrack those comments with, you know, seeing Warren's play here recently, or uh, do you think that, you know, Jimmy Butler, you know, doesn't really care? I don't think Jimmy Butler gives a shit. I think Jimmy Butler thinks he's the best player in the NBA. I don't think, in his mind, no one can even compare. And the thing about the Heat, even without Butler, is they're a great three-point shooting team. I mean, Duncan Robinson is legit out of nowhere, one of the best three-point shooters in the league. And I think he's hit something crazy like 260 this year and not even 70 games. So, And he just hit a dagger in the end of that game I was just watching. So you get Jimmy Butler, you let him drive, you let him post up the smaller guard, and then he's just going to find guys when you collapse on him to shoot threes. So they've beat a really competitive team. They've built a really competitive team, I should say. So it's going to be a tough matchup for us. And at the four five seed, that is the way you beat them is shutting down the perimeter defense, doing whatever you can, you know, maybe don't help on Butler as much. Let him work the post what like he's going to do, but we got to get on those shooters, him, Kendrick, Nunn, you know, Dragic, arrow, all these guys can shoot the lights out. So that's the main thing you got to stop with the heat. And in regards to Jimmy Butler, I fucking hate him. So I'm done talking about Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I prefer not to talk about Jimmy Butler either. I, no, I just want to beat the Heat. I'm not really worried about it. If you honestly, if you tell me right now, um, I would say that I would rather have TJ Warren over Jimmy Butler nine times out of ten, and probably even twice on Sunday. I mean, I don't. Oh. I just, I think every day of the week, I just, I think I just mixed up two different, um, two two different idioms there. But that's okay. Um, now I would just rather have him. He's cheaper. He plays harder. He doesn't complain. Like Jimmy Butler has. 
the the problem with it's not just TJ Warren. He has a problem. He has a problem with everybody. He didn't get along with Tibbs. He didn't. Get, he didn't want to be in Chicago. Then he went to the Wolves, torpedoed them. Philly didn't want. Like I'm not worried about him. I'm not worried about Jimmy Butler. Tired talking about him. I think for us, I think the way we're playing right now, the Heat. I'm I'm completely fine playing the Heat. I don't I don't care. I don't think that they can match up with us. I think the only problem that we will have is eventually. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to match up with a guy like Gordon Dragic, who's obviously not what he was, but he uh, he creates a lot of uh, he he creates with penetration, and I'm afraid guys like Miles Turner and if we eventually like Goga and those guys, if we have to play, like it's it's an issue that they come over too far sometimes, and Dragic and some of their some of their guards create these passing angles that are crazy awesome, so. Um, I mean that's that's the only thing that really bothers me. They got a couple shooters, Duncan Robinson. All right, sorry. Uh, they got they got a couple guys that can really spread the floor. But at the end of the day, like we're just a better team than them, and I'm not worried about them. Cook, what do you think? I mean, what do you think about big man matchup? Do you think I, I'm kind of worried about Turner because he just doesn't. He we don't have that bang ability now with Sabonis. But what do you think? Do you think we could beat them up? Like, what's your thoughts on that series? I would rather play them than I would rather play the Celtics and that's kind of what it's looking like right now um, at that three spot. So I'd rather play. Um, I think we match up a lot better with Miami than we do with the Celtics. Um, the Celtics obviously well coached. They, ha- you know, have a lot of depth on their roster. Um, big men wise. I mean, they got Daniel Tice and he's Cantor. So, I mean, I'm not really concerned about those two as much, but <laughs> I think we match up a lot better with Miami, um, especially, you know, if we, you know, use this small ball lineup, I think, you know, we have a really good shot to beat them. And next week we'll, you know, get a good test of that because we get to play them twice. So two games there. Um, and that's going to give us a really good indication. We could play possibly play them if it, if they play twice next week and have a first-round series. You could possibly have nine, up to nine Miami Heat Indiana Pacers games in the next month. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, we only play six. We'll beat them twice, and then we'll beat them four times. Uh, the way in hell we have to play them too. But uh, yeah, injected into my veins. I need it. I also need that Jason Kipnis homer that I just witnessed. Two run dong now four one Cubs. Need that from far away. So, uh, but no, injected into my veins. I love it. I want to see Butler get out of that. I, I want to see how I want to see how he reacts to the walking back of his TJ Ward. I don't know who's gonna stop TJ Ward. Are you in a bubble? Oh, by the way, are you in a bubble right now? Because you sound like you're talking inside of a bubble. Bubble. I think you're swimming in a pool right now. Yeah. Really? I know. I'm just sitting in my living room, actually. Is that? Do I sound different than I did five seconds ago? Yeah. I think you need to bring that. Let me see the closeness of your face. Bring it in a little. Now start talking. Is this better? Yes. That's way better. You got to just sit like that the rest of the time. Okay. Um, so basically what we're looking at here is I'm not scared of Miami one bit. I would prefer to play them, obviously, like Chris said, over Boston. Um, it just, it's going to be okay. Like I, I'm completely fine. I just want to see how we react to a team that, uh, plays to the tempo that we're playing at now. So I actually, I'm looking way more forward to the Suns game than the heat game, but I know when the heat start playing, I'm just going to start screaming at Jimmy Butler profusely. Yeah, and the thing about the Heat, they're so young. I mean, all of those guys are unproven in the playoffs. So even Jimmy Butler to an extent. So I, I think that that'll give us the advantage if we get the matchup against them. But it's not looking likely. Um, 
Next person I wanted to key up on was, you know, we talked about Oladipo, whether he was going to play or not. Last time we all talked, uh, it wasn't decided yet. Uh, but he played uh, Saturday against the Sixers, took off the game against the Wizards, and then played tonight against the Magic. So he's not playing in back-to-backs. I believe tonight was the only back-to-back on the regular schedule, and I assume that there probably won't be back-to-backs in the playoffs. So uh, he should be good to go from here on out. But what what have you seen from him that you like, that you don't like? Um, you know, cause he's kind of playing like a secondary role here with TJ Warren, just pretty much being the star of this team right now. Yeah. I don't think he's forced much. It seems like he's kind of just playing in the flow. He's active defensively. The one thing that you definitely see missing from him is his explosiveness around the rim. He's not willing to take those, you know, explosive hits, you know, going to the basket. He still had some great moments. Don't get me wrong. I think he's played, about the same level he played when the season ended, honestly. And he, he's played, he's gotten better, hasn't played terrible. And he's a piece we desperately need just because of that wing defense and what he can bring. And, you know, the mid-range comes and goes for him off those picks and rolls. But I'd like to see him, you know, do a little more bounce passing, do a little two-man game with Miles. And that's the one thing I think he's missing right now. And maybe, you know, a little lift on his shot. He doesn't. He's not shooting lights out necessarily. But I thought he's been fine. I wouldn't say – great or bad I think he's playing alright like he's not playing like a 20 million dollar guy I know that <laughs> he's not playing like a 20 million dollar guy he for sure ain't playing like a max guy um, And but you know what I am impressed with I, and I, I do want to give him credit um, I'm impressed with the fact he's letting TJ Warren do this like I feel like if you know if TJ Warren is on the Lakers and he's popping off like this. LeBron starts taking some crazy ass shots because he's got to be the guy. So I do want to give it to Vic. I think he's he's letting Warren do his thing. Uh, Warren is the better player right now. He's better than he's ve- better than Victor Oladipo. Um, you know, I think there's some questions I think I have like for us in the offseason about Vic. I don't think we need to ask those questions now. However, I was posed this very interesting question. I was looking at some DF, DFS uh, and some NBA Twitter stuff today. Would you trade Victor Oladipo for Brandon Ingram right now? Yes. Straight up? Straight up, no chaser, nothing. 100%. Yeah, he's he's going to be the most improved player by a mile this year. He's shooting amazing, and I think he's become the real deal. It took him a couple seasons you know, in L.A., and, you know, once he got to New Orleans, he kind of became the guy, and he proved that he could do it, you know, so I, I would. I don't even I don't even know if that's a question, necessarily. Now, the reason it was posed, and this isn't fair, because obviously we got some bonus in the deal, too, but it was like, you know, Pacer fans were cheering so hard that we got Oladipo in that Paul George trade, and now, like, we, we could have had Ingram, right, because they said they offered Ingram for him, so... I mean, obviously, if you're saying, oh, do you want Sabonis and Oladipo or Ingram, we're going to choose Sabonis Oladipo. But somebody was posing that question on Twitter, and I thought it was interesting, so I figured I'd ask. I'm 100% in the Ingram camp, too, obviously. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, one other thing I wanted to point out here from the Pacers games, and then we can talk a little bit more uh, NBA stuff and other sports going on. Uh, This is kind of just a thrown-together episode. We don't really have a template or anything. We're kind of just shooting the shit here. But... uh, Last thing was uh, Justin Holiday and Doug McDermott, um, you know, two best three-point shooters on the team. They've struggled mightily here in the first three games. 
Um, I don't know how many combined three-pointers between the two that they have, but it's not near as many as the, what they've been averaging. Um, so part of that is due to, you know, playing with playing alongside a guy like Sabonis who is setting screens for them and getting them open, you know, on a regular basis, helping them get good looks. So they're obviously missing him a lot out there on the floor. Um, so, I mean, I guess my point is, my question is, you know, once those shots, sh- shots, once those shots start falling, uh, you know, I mean, it's going to make the Pacers even more deadly if that's the case with those two guys. I mean, they're two best three-point shooters. Yeah, I think Doug has looked pretty terrible and spurts this this comeback. So I don't know if you necessarily need to force him shots because he seems like he, he's works better in just the form of it. And when he's not being asked to force up shots, and, you know, we've always had this love-hate with Doug. The first year here, I think we would say, wasn't great. McGassel. And then this season... You know, he yeah, McCassell the first year, and this year home game specifically. No, it was away game specifically. He, he played lights out from behind the arc. So that's someone you definitely need. He's an asset on your team, especially in no fan gyms. You think he'd thrive in that, and he just hasn't. And Holiday, I think Holiday. I'm not worried about it just because of what he does everywhere else. And I, he hit a cup. He hit at least one three tonight. I don't know if he hit more than one, but I'm not really worried about Justin. He's never. I think Doug's the better shooter. And I think Justin has just played better throughout the year on both ends of the court. So that's definitely – you're not wrong. We definitely need Doug to get going. But I, I don't know. Maybe maybe he's just went back to McCastle. I'll interject, I, I'll interject real quick. Um, you do make a good point about that, that Holiday can affect the game, you know, not just with his shooting but defensively, defensively as well. So even if he's not out there making shots, he's out there. You know, he can do other things on the defensive side of the ball. He can yeah. rebound, things like that. With McDermott – not really, you know, a force to be reckoned with on the defensive end. Um, he's good at cutting, moving without the ball. Um, but when his shots aren't falling, you know, he's he struggles to make a significant impact on the game. And, and Holiday in that aspect, you know, can can do much other things than he can. But go ahead. I no, I was just going to say I I, uh, I would have bet. You're you're inside of a bubble right now with the noises that are coming out of your phone. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just sitting. Is this better? Yes. Is it better if I just talk like this and you can just see that? Yeah. Okay. Um, to be a hundred and ten percent honest, I thought this was going to be, uh, I thought this was going to be McDermott's best stretch of his career. I mean, you're playing the game. Uh, he's playing the game in a bubble. Like he has. None of the hot girls are going after him. I mean, he can't get out and about. I thought he was going to be all jazzed up, and I really, I truly believe that he was, uh, that he was just set to just catch fire. And obviously, it all went to T.J. Warren. Our two shooters that I thought were going to catch fire, Holland, Justin Holiday, and, um, and Doug McDermott. They did. Like it's just kind of a crazy world. That we're, but we're getting it from other people. Other people are shooting better. Um, I just he's big asshole again. He can't defend anybody. Like we're playing this upbeat system and this dude can't even he can't even sniff the goal. Like he couldn't sniff the goal. I mean it's like looking like an ocean when when you know TJ Warren shoots it he, he's just going to put it in and for McDermott it looks like a tiny little like a tiny little shot glass. It's just crazy. Uh, and it's just you know we're getting it from other places but I'm telling you now McDermott 
is going to have to play a lot better if we're going to be successful in the playoffs because there's no way Warren can keep up shooting 75% from the field. It's just ridiculous. Uh, how about TJ Leaf? Thoughts on him? Who? <laughs> <laughs> TJ Leaf. He's terrible. I, he, they should also just kick him out of the bubble just because. That would just give me a comment. That would probably lift team morale. Would you would you would you cut TJ Leaf and sign Greg Evans at this point? Yes. Yeah. We I need like that. Him. We need a center. Like get a heartbeat, right? Yes. I like it. All right. Before we get into other stuff, we got a couple more ad reads here, so brace yourselves. You guys ready for this? All right, once again, our friends at Bet Online. As sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. Major League Baseball's in full swing. There's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to win. Don't forget about Floyd Mayweather, as I mentioned earlier. Join BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right. Uh, he's got expensive jewelry collection, and he'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. So, uh, I do have a question. Hawk, I'm going to put you on the spot here. When was the last time you shaved your balls? Uh, I'd probably say late May. I've probably gone all June and July without shaving my balls. My balls don't grow at a rapid pace by any means, but I'd say late May. And it was with a Manscaped product. Exactly where I was going with this. uh, The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. It's a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you confidence boost through body image. I got one of these, and I can tell you it gives me a huge confident boost. Their ceramic blade and skin... Skin-safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower, whatever floats your boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. Um, on their website, you'll find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This will help you tame the summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. We won't judge if we catch you sniffing yourself. Go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact... Listeners of the show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code armchair. It's a time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. A lot of words there. Grab 2020 by the balls, not the horns, but that's just me. <laughs> that actually would, that would make a lot more sense. Um, all right, moving into some NBA stuff here today uh, in the last few days. Uh, Nets beat the Bucks. Wow. I saw that was the biggest point spread upset since 1993. I think it was 8-8.5 before the game, so that's pretty impressive. Even though I think no starter played more than 20 minutes for the Bucks, but still. I mean, who did the, the Nets have Garrett Temple, basically? Yeah, so, you, guys hammer, you guys hammered plus 19, right? Yeah, oh, I yeah. took plus 19. Yeah, we got we hammer that easy cash. Uh, Did the have the one seed wrapped up. Is that why? 
they they pretty much do. They have to win one more game or have, I believe, the Raptors lose. So if they would have won today, they would have wrapped it up. So it's pretty much a given that they have it. Um, but uh, and and Jamal Crawford, he made his debut. He hadn't played since the eighteen nineteen season, um, and so he he played today. They signed him, you know, a couple weeks ago, and he didn't play in the first two games, but he played today. He played six minutes, and he had five points and three assists, but then he had to leave the game with a hamstring injury. (laughs) (laughs) Poor bastard. I mean, you get to the bubble, you get your shot three games in against the best team in the East just to prove you still got it, and you know the hamstring. Poor bastard. Yeah, and I mean, that starting lineup, I mean, I will go ahead and try to name it right now that the Nets are out there today. Let's see if you guys can name it. Uh, Yeah, Jared Allen, uh, Joe Harris, and Karis LeVert, all three didn't play. So who do you got here? Who do you guys have as their starting five that they threw out there today? Garrett Temple, Nicholas Claxton, and I have no idea. Is Rondé Hollis-Jefferson still there? No, uh, no. Uh, Claxton uh, opted out, so he's not on the team right now. But I have no okay. idea. So I know, t- I know two of the other. I know two of the other three. I have no clue who the other, the other two are. Um, I know. I just know it because I almost bet the dude, Crux. Yes. Crux. Crux. And then my guy that I used to, I used to think was going to be a stud. I can't pronounce Lua. It's Lua Cab. Lua. 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 Lua Cabot. TLC. <laughs> Okay, because I thought he was going to be a stud there because he was. I think he was on Philly for a minute. Yeah, and I was like, this dude's going to be a stud. I couldn't tell you other than Jamal Crawford, another human being. You guys mentioned some dude like Chris Chewbacca or some shit. <laughs> That's it. I don't know anybody else on the team. Uh, so you got Lance Thomas, uh, Kurooks. You had said Garrett Temple, TLC, and Tyler Johnson. Oh, Tyler Johnson. Remember, he signed like that. Tyler game. Johnson. Yeah, he t- had like a huge deal with the, the Suns or something one year. Yeah, Tyler jo- Johnson had signed. He had signed the deal with the Nets actually, and then Miami matched it. So he could have been a Brooklyn Net years ago, and things have kind of you know went full circle as he ended up there. I want to know what the contract is because it was so bad. It, it, and now they beat the Bucks. Yeah, good on them. You can look that up while I'm pulling up some of this other information here, but um, you guys want to get into some gambling here? Oh, yeah. Yes. All right, so I'm looking here tomorrow, Wednesday night here, and that's when you know our listeners will be checking this out. So looking at the NBA games, they got some lines set here. We'll pull up some baseball ones as well, but let's go ahead and start with the NBA Grizzlies Jazz right now. That's the first game on the NBA slate tomorrow. Grizzlies battling for that number eight seed. They play at two thirty, and right now Utah is favored by four and a half points. So, what do you guys think about that line? Yeah, Jaron Jackson, Jaron Jackson tore his ACL or something. Yep, not too long ago, he is yeah. he is out for the year. I think the Jazz have been playing pretty well despite not having Bojan. So, I don't know what's the over under on that. Um, I don't think it's came out yet. What do you think, Jake? Yeah, Who would you take in that one? They're battling for a lot, but without Jaron Jackson, you know, I'd almost be tempted to take Utah four and a half there. I don't know about you, Jake. Yeah, I think I, I think I, I think the four and a half is about all you can do. I, I, 
thing is, Memphis needs that game so bad. Like, they need it yeah. so, so, so bad. And I, so I think what will end up happening is I think Jaws is going to try to take over. Uh, he's going to have to. Conley's, Conley's still a, a mediocre defender. It'll be interesting. I, I would I want to see the odds on the money line for the Grizzlies. I mean, I try to take teams that plus I Plus 190. What is it again? It's plus 190. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I gotta... I think I'd get risky and go Grizzlies money line and just say, you know, I'm always going to bet on the teams that have to win, and they have to win this game. Yeah, I got an over-under of 224 there, so I'd be tempted to take the over as well. I would be hesitant. Uh, just because the Jazz have, you know, I mean, they ended up, I took them the other night at under 105, or under, I think 106 points, I wanted them under that. Yeah, you fucked me like a And they scored 106 points, I believe. So yeah, they scored 107. 107. So they scored 107 points, so they're not scoring a lot of points. Uh, Memphis might be in a little funk without Jackson out there. I don't know. I would probably take the under in that game. And as we've been talking, the the spread has even changed by another point. So it's Utah minus five and a half. I would probably just, if you're going to take that game, I'd parlay the Jazz with somebody else on the money line. I would not feel confident in the Grizzlies pick tomorrow. Listen, here's what I know. I, I... I can't say this. I don't want to say this too loud because the old ball and chain sitting right next to me. But I threw I threw a fifty dollar bet down today, which for me, I mean that's that's pretty hefty for a you know lonely edge lonely educator. Threw fifty dollars on the money line for the Mavs to come back and win because they had to have the game, and it ended up cashing very nicely. I'm going to continue betting the money line on teams that need it. I just I think it's the way to go. Cook, you could completely be right, but I, I'm just—I think for the value, I think I go money line Grizzlies. All right, uh, next game up here, another interesting game. I'm not going to go over every game because that would take too long, but I'm just going to go over the interesting one: Thunder and Lakers. Lakers are currently six and a half point favorites. You can get at the Thunder right now, though, for plus two twenty. Thunder, I believe, are one and one now, maybe. Um, so, but. I don't know. I don't know what their head-to-head is, so what do you like? You know, We haven't done any research on these, but off the top of your head, what do you think about that line? There's no one on the Thunder that can stop Anthony Davis, but give me the points You know, against my better judgment because everything wants me to take the Lakers in my head. I'm going to do the opposite of my head, which sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. Give me the points there. I don't like the money line for the Thunder at all. I think in that game, I'd be more interested in player props. There's a couple of player props, I think, for OKC that um, that I'd be looking at. I'd specifically be looking at Chris Paul playing against his best, you know, one of his best friends and uh, LeBron James, and he's going to have to play very well if, if OKC wants to, wants to play. I'd probably look at his points and assists, and I'd try to see if I could get it somewhere around maybe 26 and a half. Maybe hit the over on that because I think he's going to have to play really well. Then I check out what Shea Gilgis Alexander's, you know, uh, what he what he's looking like on there too. Uh, I think Anthony Davis rebounds could be hot right now. I'll stick with I, I think I'd look at Chris Paul uh, points and assists over twenty five and a half, twenty six and a half, probably what you're going to get. Yeah, give me Danny Green with the first basket of the game for plus twelve hundred. You, you well. always go for that, Jay. That's so fun. Is it ever hit? 
Oh, yeah, I hit two $20 ones in one night. I think I sent them to you guys. But oh, I do remember that, yeah. I've never, other than that, no, it hardly ever hits. But it's just a fun, I like to put five on each team and see what happens. I love it. I love that. I've never done it. It's exhilarating. It's just it's the best. It's the best. All right, uh, I'm going to go on a rant about League Pass, but Jake, while I'm doing that, you can pull up the baseball gambling stuff. Oh, I'd love to. I'll just pick some games out for tomorrow. Yeah. So anyways, League Pass, you suck. I hate you. You're a waste. How are you going to charge people to watch games on NBA TV when the season's already shortened? You pocketed all of our money, and then you want to charge me 20 bucks to watch a game on NBA TV, screw you. Everything you stand for, I'm not renewing next year. I'm not going to split it because I'm pissed. I'm pissed off, um, and this is just my message to you, how mad I am, and I hope the people listening to this get as mad as well because games are right now six games a day. You know, One of those games is usually the Pacers. I get that game already. Two of those games are on national TV, so I don't have a need for League Pass. And then I get one game that I can actually watch on League Pass because then the other two games for the day are on NBA TV, and I can't watch those. So what's the point, League Pass? Why are you screwing us? Why are you screwing the consumers? We're going through the coronavirus right now. People don't have jobs. People aren't making as much money as they were. People are forced to stay inside because of a virus. And you want to pocket $20 from me to watch the freaking terrible Bucks versus Nets game at 1 o'clock? Screw you. I hate you. And that's all I got to say. I'm done. Yeah, you know, I gotta. you just reminded me, now I got to go off on someone too because – Dish Network is the biggest scam going. Because first off, these assholes at Dish Network, they haven't had Fox Sports Midwest for the last two years. I signed a contract with them last year for two years. Once that contract's over, you guys can lick my taint because I'm never going back to you. I bought MLB I bought MLB Extra Innings to get all the games. Can't get any Cubs games. Can't get any White Sox games. I found out today I can't even get the damn Reds, and no one even wants to watch the Reds. Can't even get those games. Can't get the Pacers games. I have to use your login. I'm spending over $100 a month. I'm in this damn contract for two years. It's it's absolutely insane. If you have Dish Network, just go ahead and throw yourself off the building because the only way you're not going to get – they're not going to collect money from you is if you're dead because they are that big of scam artists, that big of scumbags. Fuck all of them. I hope they all die. That's my rant about Dish Network. <laughs> okay. Um, I do have those over. I have nothing to really complain about uh, that I can do. I mean, I have a lot to complain about, but nothing that I really want to get into. Um, so I do have some gambling stuff on the baseball side. If you guys would like to hear a few games that I think are interesting, uh, maybe you guys can give me some feedback on some of your uh, the gambling thoughts on those. How does that sound? Go yep. for it. Okay, I'm going to give you a few games I think I'd like to highlight. Uh, number one, starting at 640 tomorrow, we have the Boston Red Sox traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Rays. Currently for the Ray, sorry, currently for the Red Sox, it's Martin Perez, um, the left-handed uh, pitcher that was once a top prospect. Now he's a gas can. Just he's the worst. He, he's terrible. Versus Ryan Yarbrough for the Rays, a, a little-known pitcher, a contact pitcher for the Rays. Not going to get you a lot of strikeouts, but he's going to get you through six innings and get you a lot of quality starts. So, 
currently what we have is the Rays at a minus 160 as the favorite, plus 120 if you want to go with the minus one and a half runs, and the over-under is set at 8.5. Thoughts? I uh, refuse to bet on uh, Red Sox games. They've screwed me over way too many times. Likewise, I refuse to bet on Rays games because they've also screwed me over way too many times. Um, I've put money on the Rays with full faith in them. Uh, I've bet against the Red Sox. What do they do? They win. I bet for the Red Sox. What do they do? They lose. I am done with the Red Sox. Um, So this is a wash for me. Don't waste your money. Oh. Okay. Yeah, whatever you do with that one, that is your business. If you want to give that pick, you want to go ahead. That's I, one. I do like the no runs in the first inning. <laughs> I took that game today in the Miami game. That paid out. And then I took the Red Sox over three and a half runs. I'm looking now. I lost that bet. They only scored one. So I'm two done with the Red Sox. You will not catch me betting on the damn Red Sox. That's one where Epstein messages the chat for with his lock, and he says... Tampa Bay minus point five F five, and then you just tell him he's an idiot. That's that's yeah. the, that's all that game gives you value wise is telling a guy he's an idiot. Yes. Well, my suggestion for that game was going to be that I would love to take the Tampa Bay Rays at minus point five after five. So unfortunately. Uh, the joke about Epstein is exactly what I wanted to give you because I think Perez is going to get shell shocked. I think Yarbrough is going to get you your uh, your normal six innings that he normally does, and that's I like that game a lot. So another game that I think could be juicy as hell, the Cincinnati Reds traveling to the Cleveland Indians. Reds are going to be throwing out there Luis Castillo, a guy with a lot of sauce, a lot of drip, uh, versus Mike Clevenger with the long hair. He has a stuff as well. Currently over under set at eight. Cleveland Indians only a minus 124 favorite and a plus 162 on the negative one and a half runs as the favorite. Anything there, that's a juicy pitching matchup. Yeah, my thing says probable pitchers, Trey Hay and Tuan. So I don't know if maybe that's wrong. That's from ESPN. So either way. I have Castillo and Clevenger. Okay, well then I would take I'll take Clevenger in that matchup. I, I would take the Indians. I, I might be an idiot, and it's not a great value, but that's who I would take. Straight up money line. Yes. Okay. Cook. Oh, give me a second here. Doing a little research off the top of my head here. Oh. You know, that's plus money there for the Reds. Indians, you know, they're kind of, you know, similar teams. Give me the plus 108 there. Give me the Reds. Yeah. I think for me, I think for me, the plus 108 on the Reds is a juicy line because Clevenger, I've watched him pitch. I've watched him pitch once now, and I watched him pitch one inning another game. So that's not really that fair, but didn't look like his normal self coming back from an injury. This is about the time of the year he was going to have to come back anyway. He got injured early in the spring. Hasn't been super impressive. Super impressive. And Castillo is so easy to root for. I traded him in a dynasty league. I hate that I did it. But uh, is what it is. Um, I think I'd go that plus 108. Give me Luis Castillo. Going to be a tough matchup for sure. Um, 
next, I think another line that could be uh, present us some juicy results. Cubbies? No, I try to stay away from the Cubbies, even though I bet every game in the end, because I'm like, I'm going to watch it anyway. But the Toronto Blue Jays uh, traveling to the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Blue Jays throwing out Yeonjin Ryu, who was a Cy Young uh Cy Young candidate last year for the Dodgers. Trust me, he's on my dynasty team. He is anything but. He has over an ADRA and a, over a two whip, which is terrible. And the Atlanta Braves are trotting out uh, Sean Newcomb, young stud pitcher that can get uh, lose control as well. Currently, the over/under set at nine, with the Braves sporting a minus one thirty-eight money line favorite, and uh, they are yielding a plus one thirty-six on the one and a half run favorite. Thoughts. I'm taking the over under in that. I just yeah. think, yeah, I like I like double digit points there or runs, I should say, in, in that game. I really like that too. I think we all agree there. Cook, anything you want to add on that game? Anything else that could be juicy? No, I mean obviously I, I like the the over under there as the over tonight. I mean the Braves scored ten runs, so uh, they're capable of scoring a lot of runs. They're also capable of laying a dud out there. But Yunjin Ru, you know, he's my boy. I love him. Uh, I used to be in that dynasty league, and he was always a favorite of mine to draft. But, you know, I can't trust him in this one. The Braves are riding, you know, that, uh, you know, they're riding some some sort of wave right now uh, from the injury. What's that pitcher's name they lost the other night? Um, Soroka. So uh, they're riding that injury wave right now. They're, they're banding together to play, you know, for him, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. So I might take the Braves' money line there, but the over there is a lot more enticing to me. Yep. I'm over as well. So those are kind of the games that I've highlighted early. I got a little, got a little parlay for you. Uh, if you're interested, the Cubs line's not out. I, would, I don't actually, the Cubs might be traveling tomorrow now that I think about it. Um, I think if you want a little juicy little four-team parlay here, I think you go Washington Nationals money line. They're trotting out Scherzer. The Mets are trotting out Porcello. Holy shit, what a what a terrible matchup that is for the Mets. So Nationals money line, Twins money line. They're uh, they're playing the Pirates. Uh, throw me just as a little just a little juicy juice. Give me the Houston Astros playing against Robbie Ray. He's a gas can. And then, of course, last but not least, throw me the Oakland Athletics who get to face Kyle Gibson, soft toss, and righty, and they're just demolishing righties this year. Little four-team parlay that at this current moment would yield us – give me a second here as we, as I put this in. If we were to hit that parlay tomorrow, let's just say we go $10 because that would be fun. Give me one second. My phone is slow as shit. I got one. I got two. I got three, and I got four. If you want to throw down $10 on that, we could win us a juicy 50. I like all of those teams on the money line. You guys got a parlay you're looking at? Uh, no, I'll, I'll, I, just, I'll just ride your parlay because I don't want to do all the work that you just did. So <laughs> that parlay sounds great to me. A's are through uh, Luzardo tonight. I think it was was his major league debut tonight. He pitched. He pitched. Uh, he didn't start. It's his first start of his career, but uh, he did pitch in a in a game earlier this season. Okay. Yeah. So that has nothing to do with tomorrow's game, but you know, I like the A's and Chapman and all those guys there. So give me that. Give me that in the parlay as well. Love it. Why don't you? Why, while we're talking about gambling, why don't you go ahead and tell the story about your brother's obsession with parlays to to our listeners? 
Okay, uh, Kerner loves parlays more than anything. He just started gambling. Uh, his mommy just not let him make a account, which happens to be my mom as well. But for this, we'll call her mommy. Um, he was all in. We had to talk him into just getting an account. I think he actually put in like twenty dollars. I'm pretty sure he lost the twenty dollars because he tried to do like a ten-team parlay to like make like five thousand bucks. <laughs> just an absolute swing and a miss. Just terrible. Um, basically, what he does now is he he gets on there and he does like sixteen parlays. He'll do some weird shit. You know, throw like five dollars on it, and we just make fun of him for it. He's not building his bankroll. He's just throwing darts. And then, lo and behold, yesterday the dude just completely he hit two different parlays, like six different teams. Just ridiculous. He was feeling hot. And so now, like, we've made fun of him. Now he just hit, like, for a couple hundo yesterday on, like, $10 worth of bets. Just absolutely pathetic, and it makes me want to jump off the cliff. There's nothing worse than losing that first game in the parlay, too. That just takes all the air out of it. You realize how much of a dumbass you are, and then, boom, everything just goes downhill. You're not wrong. That's exactly how it is. It's the worst. It's a terrible feeling to lose that first game of a parlay. Yeah, and with that, I mean, we are constantly going in this chat, gambling chat, talking about sports, gambling picks. I mean, it's an all-day thing. You could easily just open up your phone and have 100 messages at one point. Oh, that happens to me quite frequently. Yes. Yeah. So, anything else you guys would like to add before we wrap this one up? Hockey unders are hot. I think they're like 9-2. and I don't even know what happened tonight, but... Maybe double check that stat before we start betting them, but I know hockey unders are hot if you're trying to make some money. Like that. Um, no, nothing really to complain about. I think the over unders in basketball are electric. It's like if the first under hits of the day, all of them will be unders. If it's over, all the overs hit. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I can't get a beat on it at all. Um, so I'm just going to stick. I pretty much win all my money on Pacers and Cubs games just because I pretty much know how they're going to like pan out. Like We've already given you guys the formula. So other than that, I got nothing. I had a good time watching the Pacers. It's so nice when they win, and they're just playing so well, sitting back and relaxing, and that's just the way it goes. All right, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Born Ready 2 Pod podcast. Appreciate you guys listening. We will be back soon. In the meantime, go Pacers. And we'll be watching them this Thursday and Saturday against the Suns and the Lakers. We'll catch you guys later. Have a good one. Peace out. This network sucks.